0: All right, Coach. So we're on, I believe, episode number six. Sounds good. We've been doing a lot of good discussions, I feel. Good. I even listened to the podcast myself and find myself lost in the podcast like I wasn't here with you discussing these things.
1: Oh, that's cool.
0: Now, uh, just an update for our listeners. Um, Definitely got some sound equipment coming so we can get rid of the hum. A lot of people... You know, that's one thing they're saying is, hey, there's a hum. We're working on that. So That might be
1: me in. singing, though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, one thing I wanted to introduce at this time is uh, I'd love it if our listeners could give us reviews. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, go over on uh, Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. Uh, if you don't listen to this in, you know, Apple, I believe Spotify, Anchor, you can do that there or even just going over to my Instagram, uh, Sherri Ann Wilson, that's in the show notes, leaving some feedback there would be great. But the the reviews will help get the word out about the topics we've been discussing.
1: Spread the word.
0: Yes, yes. Okay, Coach, so we're at the place where truth confronts BS.
1: Yeah, we're going to say that word out loud one day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to talk about a topic that... You know, there ain't much room for BS.
1: <laughs> oh, boy, you're out there now, right?
0: Yeah, so obviously I'm a business consultant, wear many hats, you know, social media. You're all kinds of stuff, Coach, so I'm just going to let you give the the letters.
1: Uh, yeah, so clinically licensed professional strength coach, author, uh, budding fisherman, hunter, uh, jokester, all-round Good dude. Yeah, yes. There we go. <laughs> and
0: you also do mentoring and counseling. Oh, yeah. I forgot mm-hmm. all about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I feel like, you know, you have an expertise for a lot of what we're about to talk about. Yes, ma'am. Um, it's a topic that maybe I'm not as familiar with. And we, you know, we had some pre-show discussion. Um, and so we're going to talk about stigmas.
1: <sighs> Stigma.
0: Yes. And so... I think today you're probably going to be Gandalf and Yoda rolled into one. I Ooh. might be Luke Skywalker <laughs> just trying to figure this out, but I'm, I, I'd am i like you to start with maybe defining stigmas. Obviously we're, we want to heal community, heal business. Uh, stigmas can apply to society at large. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they can be unique to different countries and locations mm-hmm. uh, in the world, uh, cities, families, income mm-hmm. levels all of those things Mm -hmm. define stigma for us
1: so this is my definition a stigma is is a description and it's designed ultimately to control the action of the individual and or groups Um, it's typically used to scorn right Mm -hmm. Um, minimize shame again we're going to control an individual's thinking, we're going to control their actions, okay. and of course, to a large extent, we're going to control how they feel about certain things. Okay. That's what we do with the stigma. And in general, we're going to stop an individual or a group of individuals from taking some type of action or thinking that would be frowned upon.
0: So it- obviously is emotional and that it goes in and affects that area, but the idea is to stop uh, certain types of action. Mm-hmm. Could they also be unintentional when you think of stigmas like, you know, maybe uh, certain organizations or even businesses where it can be hard to hire because there's a stigma on that business? I mean, can they be things that get on you, I guess you would say, that maybe you didn't intend for that to happen
1: yes absolutely it can i mean in in some respects i mean we're really ultimately going to be talking about an opinion aren't we okay somebody has an um an opinion about something you launch it and now all of a sudden the way it's said it creates a stigma for that individual that you may be referring to that individual business or person or community
0: okay Did I answer that correctly? You did. So it can be, uh, so stigmas can be things that are um, intentionally developed to control the emotion and behavior of others, and then there's another, I guess you'd say, type of stigma where it's unintentional, maybe a a city or uh, a business has a scandal that occurs. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Or maybe they have several employees that weren't good employees and now people don't want to go there because the employees were rude or whatever. Right. So you can have a stigma that's almost like an accident in a way, but it's really probably caused by choices somewhere along the line.
1: Ultimately, yes. Um You know, unintentional is an interesting word because I would probably say that most people who are victimized by stigma, um, they probably didn't welcome it if I'm really Mm -hmm. understanding it, Mm -hmm. um, your question the way that you are asking me. So a business then, they could have a stigma attached to them that um, the business owner, members of the business themselves may not realize that um that they intentionally set out to have attached to them but yes their actions in the form of choices and the way that they're thinking about things ultimately would lead to that result okay but those are kind of like two different things one of those i would say in this case in the business employee example we can do a bit more work on that especially if we say that we're talking about something that's Unintentional. Okay. Right. That the business, the employees themselves did not intentionally mean to create actions that would cause them to be stigmatized. Okay. Okay.
0: All right. So, Coach, what I would like to dive in first as far as stigmas are some of the common ones that are, uh, I guess you would say, at large stigmas where you have. Either world views or you have like society mm-hmm. saying specific things mm-hmm. you mentioned two really good ones in our pre-show discussion and one was the mental health uh, stigma and the other was weight and women stigma can you um, tackle the mental health stigma and maybe go into some of the damage you've seen because like you said it does cause either lack of action or specific action either way a stigma leads to action so can you describe the mental health aspect first
1: okay wonderful and if i start to stray bring me back sort of like an old typewriter right (laughs) bring me back ding all right so when it comes to mental health so the first stigma um and maybe this is unintentional right let's start with this part of it So an individual may recognize that there's something that's not quite well with them. Like they need some sort of support. They're frustrated. They're anxious. There's something going on. Mm -hmm. This is every human being on the planet. Yeah. Okay. And sometimes when we are facing those life intensities, there's certain things in our lives that we need help for. Mm -hmm. So someone says, you need to suck it up. Why are you talking about this? We don't talk about those kinds of things if we're talking about a family system. right? Or why would you go and talk to someone else about this? That's a private matter. Mm. Um, Everybody gets depressed. So what makes you think that you need to go and see somebody about depression or anxiety? Um, A little alcohol never hurts anybody. You don't need to go and talk to anybody about that, right?
0: Yeah.
1: And then it grows. So the person is hearing the message, of course, now they have a decision to make because they have a weight, an invisible weight that they're saddled with right now. And they're thinking, do I go outside the family and talk about this? Do I go outside the community? Do I go outside the church? Does my mom and dad really want me to tell somebody else about what's going on with me?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: That's pressure. Okay. So once the individual so now we're talking about this individual the individual has now concluded that even though they need help Mm -hmm. the pressure of the stigma is actually greater than their desire now to get help because the pressure is greater for them so now they don't know what to do so what happens next we generally describe that as tragedy Mm -hmm. self-sabotage suicide, Mm -hmm. um, murder, or some other extreme behavior that occurs because now an individual has not been able to go and seek support, tools, just like in any other area of our lives. So instead of going to get that support, to get those tools to help them with that challenge, because of the stigma, they decide to go it alone. Or they take an action that really doesn't meet their needs, but it meets the needs of those individuals that employ the stigma.
0: Yeah. Okay, so before you continue, a thought came to my mind when you were talking about that. You know, like I remember back in my grandfather, my dad's generation, men didn't cry, and that was like a, you know, oh, oh
1: my, my gosh. gosh. Um. That's a deadly one, actually, by the way.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, and of course, I mean, you buried emotions never die. They no. they come out in some way. Yep. So you either process them out or you keep them in and they process you out, exactly. basically. <laughs> uh, but um, when you have people like, let's say someone that is battling depression or something, and maybe let's say in a marriage situation, mm-hmm. and you know, the other one person says, you know, well, that's a private matter. We don't need to discuss that with, you know, strangers. Mm -hmm. The person that's discouraging, Uh oops, the person that's discouraging them to get help, isn't that selfish, Coach? Because to me, it sounds like they're more concerned with their reputations. And I'm getting fired up, see. Okay. Because this is where, (laughs) again, truth confronts BS. Go ahead. If you have a loved one, that is saying I need help and what they're saying they need help for first of all took a lot of courage to go to their loved one and say hey I am drowning in this right yes and then you have the stupidity and that may be a stigma that I'm putting on people but you have the stupidity to (laughs) say to them like to shut them down so it has to be ego I mean surely people are not that dumb and obtuse in their thinking to where they don't realize it, when someone's coming to you, that that takes courage. And for you to shut them down, the only, and again, I may be placing a stigma on them, but the only thing I can think is it's their ego. And they either think the person's being ridiculous, or they don't want them to talk about maybe how they're like certain things are doing that's maybe causing some of the depression or maybe they think that they can actually help the person better than a counselor. I mean give me your thoughts on that because I that has me irritated right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Ooh, wow well, I have to chuckle at that one. I mean that was loaded. <laughs> you all need to see Sherry sitting here.
0: <laughs> a little intense. Let me breathe coach.
1: That's right. <laughs> right. We need to breathe in. Well you know one of the things is fear. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, when we start talking about an ego, we're looking to protect something. Right. Okay. So there's a fear that is um behind closed doors if you will. So the fear is the one that's orchestrating what the ego does next. So okay. when we say we don't want to talk about that with strangers, well, there is a fear that if you're talking about that, that means that other people are going to know that we don't have a happy home, that we have problems in our marriage, we mm-hmm. have problems in our family, or that we have other problems. So <clears throat> the stigma then can be a way in which we minimize what the outside world knows about our circumstance. Mm-hmm. The only problem with that is they find out anyway.
0: Yes, it always comes out. It, exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. And depending on the nature of the challenge that the person has, they're just simply not going to be able to contain it. Mm-hmm. Um, again, sadness, anxiety, mm-hmm. anger, those things are mentors for us because they signal that there's something that's off that we need to address.
0: Like the pain when you cut your finger, when you stub your toe, it's alerting you that you've just done something.
1: Exactly. Or the big six, eight guy that comes in and Um, he's standing in front of me and I'm like, what's going on, man? What's happening? Uh, my wife left. Mm -hmm. Oh, and I'm looking at him like, how do you feel? Well, you know, I'm, I'm having a hard time and I've been trying not to cry. Why are you trying not to cry? And then all of a sudden, here goes this mountain of a mm-hmm. man and he's got tears, mm-hmm. right? And he's ashamed that he has tears, but what he doesn't realize is I'm grateful that he does. Yeah. Because if he has tears, then that means that we're going to get to the truth of his circumstance instead of him taking another action, which is far more costly to him, um, members of his
0: family. Right.
1: And, of course, the community.
0: Right. You know, Coach, uh, I obviously, I like true crime, and so I'm going to make this as short as possible. But uh, me and Mike, we watched uh, The Crimes That Changed America, and it had the story of uh, Andrea, or Andrea, I think it's Andrea Yates. I don't know if you remember her story, but she was in Houston, Texas. She drowned all four or five of her kids, or may have been five. i think there were actually four uh the oldest was like seven or eight he fought Uh, they found him in the bathtub Uh, she drowned her six-month-old daughter her other two little boys now when i'm watching this um obviously lots of i i just can't imagine killing your kids like methodically now she called the police and said i need help i just i just killed all my kids what was interesting is I still think she needed to go to jail, um, mental health place, whatever, um, but the stigmas that you're, you know, we're talking about, one thing I noticed and we, and man, we're going to get into something even more um, hot topic, and that is religion. Um, she. Oh, yeah, yeah, and we may even get into some politics, I don't know, but anyway, so she was part of this, her and her family were part of this religious group. Um, They say they're Christian. Uh, I think sometimes a group's definition of Christian and my definition of Christian is a little bit different. So I'm just going to go with they said they were. Okay. She had what was called postpartum psychosis. So Mm. uh, she not only went into very deep, deep depression, but then she would hallucinate. She would have different uh, psychotic moments, mm-hmm. and she would feel this compulsion to kill her children. And uh, finally, they got her on some medication. She had been admitted a, a few times. The doctor said, "Don't have any more kids. She cannot have kids. It throws everything off." Mm-hmm. Long story short, when she would ask for help from this uh, couple that had this, uh, you know, religious organization. She would get letter after letter about how you're not that good of a mom. You need to be a better mom. If you're a better mom, your kids wouldn't do this, this, and this. She was called Jezebel. Talk about stigma. you got a strong woman in a Christian setting. You're typically called a Jezebel like I was. Um, You have all of these things where she was asking for help, and instead a stigma of what a good Christian mother and wife should be was so overwhelming for her on top of some other things I think added to it she killed all of her kids now I'm not excusing her choice um, but you can see the days she was in after like she you know and then she said when they asked her why'd you do it she's very non emotional but she said that um, she just wanted to make sure they got to heaven mm. she's afraid they wouldn't get to heaven Wow <clears throat> okay stigma now that may be a drastic example but when you're talking about stigmas being damaging, you know, this is a deep subject.
1: It is. And if you don't mind my <clears throat> just chiming in here real quick, whether the result, the resulting action um, results in death mm-hmm. or of any type, whether it be suicide or murder or whatever that is, a stigma still has a damaging effect because it will arrest the development Mm -hmm. of the individual at whatever level it is Mm -hmm. so the individual may never commit a crime right they may never harm their physically harm their children but that doesn't mean that the stigma still has not arrested the development of this individual here or this group so let's just say for instance um, in this particular example, the extreme result was killing your children.
0: Mm-hmm. And again, I'm not excusing her exactly, behavior at all.
1: Exactly, exactly. And and that's not even what we're talking about. What we're really saying is, how did she get there? Yes. Well, her psyche was so damaged with impositions, with messages about who she was or was not, um she no longer had the capacity to think accurately. Yeah. So that's one of the things that the stigma is gonna do. So if we say, why go and see a therapist? Mm-hmm. Well, you just said the same thing. Once you put a question into a person's mind to go and seek out somebody that can help them, you literally um, contributed to that person's inability to think accurately along the lines of getting and receiving support. Yes. So, and we have people close to us, and, and I deal with it on a daily,
0: mm-hmm. that
1: when the thinking is not accurate, good decisions are not made. That's true. And when you start to, you know, when you consider the context of what's fueling that person, you know, stigmas tend to show up. hmm You know, yeah.
0: Okay, so I have a family member that struggled with bulimia. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, one, you know, social stigma that can be on uh, women, and it can really be on men as well, but, and even differ based on country. I mean, in some countries, mm-hmm. you know, a, th- a thin woman is, like, atrocious. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, though, I, you know, I grew up with razor-thin role models. Mm-hmm. Twiggy, I don't mm-hmm. know if you remember her. Thank um you. So, the stigma of weight and women, again, that's your area of expertise, too, because of personal training. Uh, can you address that just a little bit?
1: <clears throat> well, I have a pause here That's because I have to get my thoughts together because it's such a painful subject.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so much so that I completely changed the way um, I work with women over the years for the last 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's a couple of things that are happening that is important one the quality of food that's available Mm -hmm. two the constant messaging that you give to women about what they are supposed to look like yeah okay and what happens if you don't fit that paradigm
0: yeah
1: now you have a stigma The paradigm says that you need to be close to 106 pounds if you can. Mm -hmm. When's the last time a full-grown woman, we know, weighed 106 pounds unless she was super, super, super petite? Right. But even then. But why should you have to live under that? Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. Well,
1: when you think about gyms across the country, one of the main reasons why women will fail in their attempts to lose weight because they're under a cloud of stigma that they can never get around mm-hmm. it's constant pressure and so one of the things that ends up happening once you um once you now suppress the thinking in such a way that the woman is thinking I can't get there yeah so then what does she do do well, if if I can't get to 110 pounds or if I can't get to this weight, where is my worth? Where is my value? Right. Okay, so now then you start looking at how does she go about choosing partners? How does she raise her family? How does she raise her children? And um, it's really a sad situation. And so you have a situation where women will go to a gym How can I help you? Well, I need to lose weight. First thing. That's the first Mm -hmm. thing they say. Well, do you or do you think you need to lose weight? Mm -hmm. And I think there's a difference between an individual saying, I need to do this because in my own self-assessment, I recognize this is what I need for my health. When you hear that person make that level of statement, you can almost be sure they are going to succeed in some level. Mm -hmm. When you hear the person make a statement and they haven't been able to clearly identify that it arises from themselves, as opposed to the collective pressure, what we call stigma, it's not gonna happen. It'll be one gym after the next gym, one diet after the next. So the typical woman then, I had that
0: on vibrate, coach. Oh, that's
1: all right. Dun, 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 dun. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so that typical woman then has probably, let's say by the time she's 30 years old, she's probably been on several diets already. Yeah. And she has no idea that her metabolism at that point is completely... Shot. Yeah, it's stressed. Mm -hmm. And so if you tell her, well, it's going to take you about three years... Mm-hmm. To get your body back in shape, your metabolism and things like this, three years? Mm-hmm. She's looking at you like you just
0: mm-hmm. slapped
1: her in the face with a cold rag. Yeah. And it's true, but they can't hear it now because all they have is, is pressure, boot camps, all of these things I mean it's a great industry mm-hmm. right yeah. if you want to make a lot of money stress the hell out of your population particularly um, women yeah. and you're gonna make a lot of money yeah. by the way women dominate the fitness industry
0: interesting absolutely
1: mm-hmm. Forget guys. They got guys on magazines and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. if you pull all of the women out of the gyms across the country, they'll be closing those gyms day and night. I'm telling you, it's like uh, we have to close. What happened? Well, 60% of our business just went out the window.
0: Interesting.
1: Guys don't have that level of discipline. Excuse me. Guys don't have that level of discipline unless they are in something very specific. Generally speaking, the typical guy i saw that on tv let me go and see if i can try it mm-hmm. three months later he's quit he bought the equipment and he's telling people yeah i got the equipment i can do it at home so what's going on with that beer gut then not the same with women they mm-hmm. call their girlfriends up and they go into that gym five deep
0: mm-hmm. yeah not me i don't like working out with other people <laughs> now okay so we we need to finish up here but i wanted there's a few questions uh, i wanted to ask But the main thing is, is whether you're a community, whether you're an organization, an individual, a family, it doesn't matter, uh, even financial, you know, like you have stigmas on, if you're poor, if you're wealthy, like you said, if you're wealthy, you really don't care about the stigma. Um, You You determine it. Yes, yes. Um, So stigma can show up anywhere.
1: Yes, ma'am.
0: How do you know that maybe you're believing a stigma?
1: Ooh, that's a good one. Okay, so now you're talking about to a guy that walks and talks to himself, right? <laughs> Hello, he walks and talks to himself. Isn't that crazy? I think that's oh, a stigma. Is that a stigma. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, generally speaking, mm-hmm. a person is going to really have to sort of like sit back and really think about their actions, mm-hmm. what leads them to take the kind of actions that they're taking, because otherwise you don't really know why you're doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the reasons why for me, I always ask people, what do you want? Yeah. And when I'm asking that question, it helps me to get to the root because sometimes when you ask that question, the first thing that you hear is generally something they've heard before or they think that's what they want yes but closer inspection you find out that the person has something much more deeper more closer to home so it's not this so in this case here it's like so it's not really weight loss it's a sense of control that Mm -hmm. you want Mm -hmm. and so you have to help the person to really explore what their needs are what their thoughts are why they're thinking what they're thinking and then ultimately taking the kind of action that they
0: take. And that's one of the things um, we've taught in the uh, mastermind that Mm -hmm. we conduct, and the process we use is really interesting because people that maybe start off with a lot of things they think they want, all of a sudden it gets narrowed down to 1 to maybe 10, maybe. Mm -hmm. But it's a neat process for people to recognize. Um, Now I, when you were talking, I think maybe one way to recognize if you have a stigma, Of belief is maybe look for pressure you know if you're feeling pressure on you to be a certain weight or if you're feeling pressure to not do something that you know would be good for you uh, yes that might be a good sign huh
1: yes it would but then again we're saying that the person has to be able to dial in on what that pressure is because typically they will just act on it okay so they get up in the morning they look in the mirror and they don't like what they see Mm -hmm. they're already under the pressure of the stigma if they don't deal with what you and I are talking about right now they're just gonna get mad go to the cupboard and then after they finish going to the cupboard and you know rummaging through whatever they have in there Mm -hmm. um, then they're gonna call up a friend and say I'm tired of this let's go get a gym membership
0: okay all right, so uh, a final question I have, we've got um, a couple couple minutes, is what if you're a business, a community, so now it's a, a collective stigma, uh, what are some signs of that? And like we were talking about in our pre-show discussion, you can, you can put lipstick on a pig. <laughs> <laughs> Bear, everybody's gonna know it's still a pig.
1: That's exactly right. Okay, exactly.
0: they might admire the color.
1: That's exactly of the right. lipstick,
0: you know. But That's right. like, is that Mac? Is that Tarte? You know. That's exactly people, right. Yep, yep.
1: But it's like it's still a pig. <laughs>
0: it's still a pig. So how how what are some signs that there might be a stigma? Like, there's a particular organization. I have several friends that are in it. You mentioned that name, Coach. <laughs> It's like you just poked somebody with a cattle prod. I mean, they, they either, it's it, it's a visceral reaction. I've tried to mm-hmm. get in on maybe some rebranding. Uh, it's a reaction that I think started a long time ago, because a lot of times secretive things can cause stigma, even if the secretive things are good. Yes, But also, you do have people that like to control situations, and mm-hmm. so some of that has added to the stigma. Um, to me, maybe a sign of a collective stigma on an organization or something like that would be distress, anger. What do you say to that? How, how can you know if maybe your business or your city or your organization has a stigma and then what is required to maybe shift things?
1: So <clears throat> when you have a stigma, stigma in your community, mm-hmm. especially when we're talking about smaller communities like this, mm-hmm. because this is where they really are more pronounced, as opposed to bigger cities, yeah. right? In smaller communities, so what you notice is you don't have what we call buy-in.
0: Oh, that's good.
1: You don't have participation, okay. right? So you're asking people to give you some feedback and they don't want to give you any feedback because they don't trust what you have to say. And even though your efforts may truly be be genuine, if the stigma is present, then people, they don't trust you. They don't believe what you have to say. And then from that point, then the thinking can go anywhere. Mm -hmm. So how then do we change that Mm -hmm. as a community? Well, the first thing is your word and your actions, they have to match up. Yes. You have to give your community members something that they can believe in. And there are also patterns of behavior that we may have in the community that we have to really recognize. Hey, we have a pattern of behavior. And even though we may not realize we've been doing this to other people, they have a perception of this behavior. So we need to reevaluate the things that we are doing so that our message... um, is congruent so
0: you can't just rebrand which is putting lipstick on a on a pig you have to have true uh, transformational change
1: transmute actually let's turn that we're going to train change lead into gold as it were okay right
0: and messaging is important because yes it is one of the things is i think there are some legitimate stigmas on clovis but i also Mm. think there are some that aren't necessarily necessarily so one of them is we're in the middle of the plains right you know there we don't have mountains we don't have a lot of water we're we probably should be part of texas hopefully i don't get hung for that um, <laughs> just the way everything you know how close we are and all that and in, in our landscape uh so you know as far as our surroundings you know a lot of people are like, i don't want to go there there's nothing to do There's You know, you have to drive 60 to 90 miles to get to water, get to mountains, blah, blah. blah. When they get here, a lot of them, a lot of the people, because, you know, we do have a military base, Mm -hmm. a lot of people love the people. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's good. And a lot of people do end up retiring here. But... One of the things that they've done is, I mean, if you even go over to Red Arrow Entertainment where they got zonkers, and they're really trying to bring good things into the community. Uh, The microbrewery now, the Mm -hmm. beer garden down on Maine, I mean, they're they're definitely bringing some in. This did not happen years and years ago. There was Mm -hmm. no way Mm -hmm. they would have brought that in. So there's the transformational change Mm -hmm. that's bringing life to our downtown. Yes. We still have work to do, but we can't help that we're in the middle of nowhere, Coach.
1: Well, here's the thing about that. You know, when you are 19 years old and you grew up surfing, right, and then you take a job and then you come out here, you're like, uh, okay, I'm not surfing right now. <laughs> but You could
0: go to cow tipping. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, that was a good one uh, Forgive me, I'm still laughing at that But I'll say this um, Having been in small towns before That also is a stigma mm-hmm. That needs to be changed Because small town Is not synonymous with a lack of innovation Right. You know, with a lack of strong community and fun Mm -hmm. it's just a small town right and uh and there are certain times in your life when you want a small town Mm -hmm. and i would say that you know several months ago that's what i was thinking i'd rather be here than someplace else right (laughs) you know so you know so context is everything Everything. you know to Mm -hmm. help us to understand but again, how do we make those changes? We make sure that if we speak something, we have an action that allows those constituents in that community to say, you know what? I believe in those people who um, I voted for who are in some sort of leadership capacity in my community. I trust what they have to say. I like what they produced. And when you do that, your your community now is that you have a sense of community, and now it's, co- it's a collective instead of a bunch of disparate groups all over the place.
0: Okay. Well, Coach, that's all I've got. Can you think of anything to add before we end this episode?
1: No, I think it was great. I just want to say to everybody thank you for joining Sherry and I mm-hmm. in our, um, our podcast, Healing Business, Healing Community. Mm-hmm. We plan on continuing to do this. A lot of fun. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, like Sherry said... Check in the link for um, in the description so you can Mm -hmm. check out our podcast. We're going to keep bringing this energy to you. We're going to keep having a great deal of fun, and we look forward to seeing you soon.
0: And the sound's going to get better and better.
1: Oh, of course. And And I'm going to
0: figure out R2-D2 where he's not interrupting so shockingly. But for this one, it's done.
1: Yeah, and I'm just going to keep giggling because that's kind of what I do.
0: (laughs) No, Coach, I think you need to try cow tipping.
1: That. We gotta go.